Goya, Mark, Brigham, it is wonderful to chat with you all. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Great to be here. It, um, Tokyo Cowboy is a wonderful film. I'm sure others have told you this because it just it's such a joyful piece. Um, I actually I absolutely fell in love with it. I, I'm wondering from you where where did the idea come from? Yeah, so this idea goes back uh, 30 years, actually. Um, I had lived in Japan uh, 30 years ago for two years as a missionary. And then I went back and I did a apprenticeship with a Japanese film director named Yoji Yamada. And I worked with him on the 42nd film in his long-running film series, Torasan. Um, and this is being in Hawaii at the Hawaii International Film Festival, this is kind of a full circle moment because he has a film in the festival, which is really wonderful for me. His 91st film, he's 91 years old. Um, so right around that time, I uh, noticed a article in Outside Magazine. The title of the article was Samurai Slickers, and it described a ranch in Montana owned by a Japanese company. And they would send workers over to this ranch to learn how to be cowboys. And I that that idea, that just the nugget of that idea stuck in my head for 30 years. And I just thought, like, like this is a movie. This is an, a really interesting jumping off point for a movie. And then I was I was so lucky uh, that Brigham was gracious enough to uh to listen to my idea and and help me develop this uh into into Tokyo Cowboy. Uh, you know what? You you bring up Brigham there. Um, Brigham, I, I love that your name's attached to this because this is such a different title than we've seen on your, your IMDb profile in recent years. So what was it that you saw in Tokyo Cowboy that, that brought you, made, piqued your interest? Um, the, the concept was, I thought, an interesting one because it was exploring two cultures in the context of this kind of fish out of water character story. And so I thought there was uh, an interesting leaping off point there for sure. Um, but I also just love the simple fact that what Mark was explaining to me was a story that was truly character-based, um, both from the perspective of Hideki and then these other key characters, including boys that he meets. Um, all the decisions I, I, I could tell right away from the earliest conversation um, in terms of the creative development were gonna be based on sort of character decisions. And that is so um, in, in commercial filmmaking or studio filmmaking, it's rarely ever the conversation that you get to have. And so that was immediately intriguing to me. And, and that's the, the larger perspective of just being able to work on an independent movie where there weren't sort of just larger concerns at stake in terms of how you develop. So that was all very intriguing to me. So I, I was really anxious to, to get involved. You know, I love the that you say that because this film is so much based around relationships, but relationships between each other, relationships with with uh, a culture with a community um it's very grounded and feels very honest in a lot of ways as these characters are trying to sort of feel each other out um one thing mark going back to you for a second you, you talked about spending your time in japan i i think that's so interesting with this film because there's such a stranger in a strange land sort of theme here this is not a uh, a fish out of water comedy traditional one that we've seen before you know what that sort of thing um i was wondering for you though this like how does this connect with your experience yeah it's it really does because um my experience in japan living there 
was very uh, impactful for me personally. And um, what it caused me to do was kind of slow down and listen more and kind of um, just be a little more humble. And and uh, that's, I think, the, the journey of this character, Hideki, like he learns to kind of open his ears and listen more and kind of, um, he, it's a character that's not really connected to the land, not connected to his fiance, his work, really, um, and he he needs to bridge that divide. And and you mentioned, you know, the the uh, that that's really what we were striving for was an authenticity, a groundedness um, that would allow us to really um, show the humorous. Like it is a funny movie, but it's not a movie where we're really reaching for any comedy. They, the comedy comes out of these natural kind of grounded situations, and it really is um i mean for me a testament to the the talent of our, our of our actors goya particularly gives a performance that is so grounded and authentic and 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 beautiful and he also in this film is a man on the outside uh, a fish out of water in a way um along with uh, hideki so you have these two characters that kind of come together and become friends um who are both on the outside absolutely and and goya your character is really the 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 primary one to sort of reach out to hideki and and bring him in um i was wondering what is it that that you found so appealing about this character it's it's wonderful like he's a wonderful character it's a wonderful performance what is it that drew you to him uh thank you um so the, the thing about tokyo cowboy is it's different than anything I've done. I usually play, play bad guys, play a lot of bad guys. Um, and uh, and it, there was something about this character that reminded me so much of my, my stepfather and, mm. and his story and, you know, him coming to the U.S. I mean, his story of how he got to the U.S. is incredible. And, and then having to start from nothing to be in a position where, you know, he had to uh, just create a sense of home and family in a foreign, you know, a foreign country, um, and so and, and he was kind of the prototype that I used to 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 tell this story and and all the characters in this film it was super interesting and what I love about it, I think probably one of the most things that I love about it is just you love everyone. Usually I do projects where you, 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 you know, you might hate the person, but you understand them because of what they do. And there's like this level of like turmoil and not to say that these people aren't going through real things, but every person has a level of genuine goodness that they're really trying to um, hold on to. And, and I think that's kind of what gives this piece just a completely different heartbeat and, and fascinating way to tell a story. You know, most of the times we hear that stories have to have like this turmoil that is, is palpable and, 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 you know, heart-wrenching. And it's not true. This is kind of evidence of, of, a, of a story where where sometimes just the situation is difficult, but the people are just 
pure then and plus i'm just really happy that i'm able to show something to my nieces uh, most of the stuff that i do <laughs> so that's that's exciting you know i don't i don't think i even tapped into that until you just said it there's no villain in this film the villain is just the struggle and it's internal there's it's internal there's obvious antagonist which is and so for our writer dave boyle um and ayako fujitani when when we first were talking with them dave dave you know you can recall uh brigham some of our earlier early conversations with him but he was kind of like this is a really different film than what i've done before because he you know like the film that i knew about from dave was um a man from reno which is this very uh you know this thriller this tightly uh, woven story with with clear you know antagonist and and um so he was kind of like wow this is this is something different but a challenge and something i'd like to take on and you know we're all the better that he he saw something in this story that was interesting and and worthwhile spending his time on and and delivered with ayako just an amazing script um the blueprint for for this film yeah and you know it's as i think about it now forgive this comparison just for a moment it could have very easily slipped into a, a sort of mean girl story but, but even the other ranchers they just they just don't understand there isn't a an, a pushback or anything it's not it's just that people are just trying to learn how to communicate with one another and and care about one another it's it's pretty special um, yeah i would have been you know easy to make make the the ranchers you know portray them in a in a much harsher light show kind of their ignorance and but but yeah for me like this this really i wanted to make a film about uh, where every every character had you know humanity I, I that's just an important theme to me right now there's so much that divides us and uh, there's you know and and i want to bridge bridge those divides and understand people um, even as different different as we are, it 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 really works and it really wor uh, pops here. That the relationships are wonderful. I, I was wondering for you all, um, the mystique of the Midwest. <laughs> it 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 sort of flows into this film, and it's certainly around it. But you know, as Hideki uh, first arrives, and he's I forgive me that his. Uh, the man he comes with, he travels with. By Jun Kunimura. Yes. Um, and they start talking about big sky country and there's sort of this this reverence <clears throat> to it. But I was wondering for, for you all, what do you think that sort of is, this sort of mystique of this area? Brigham, why don't you yeah, take Yeah, I can speak to that. I mean, it's 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 inherent in, in space. I think, you know, uh, nature is a wondrous thing. And when you happen to be in a place as unique and beautiful, as the place we shot. I mean, Montana, much of it looks like this, but in the Paradise Valley, which was our location, it is particularly beautiful. And so that it, it's it's just totally inherent in in the natural landscape itself. Um, even though our character isn't really alive to it um, right away, I think it's something that takes time for him to to lock into focus on that. You know, he's he's he literally focused on what's right in front of him rather than what's around him. Um, but uh, but I think, and I think one of the nice things about the way Mark handled that is, um, you know, there's a lot of beautiful shots in here, but it, it doesn't, um, doesn't have to over embellish anything. It's just there. It, it's just sort of exists, you know, in, in every shot where we turn our camera, we're going to sort of be experiencing an aspect of, of this landscape. And, um, and so I, I love the fact that it was 
in a sense, subtle, um, but but really, really powerful. And, and I, but to your larger philosophical question, it's, it's a big one. I don't know if I can tackle that here, but I, I just think that having gone there, just the experience of just like anyone else stepping off a plane and then out of a car and into this, um, this beautiful valley when you're looking up the Nevergood Peak and, and so forth that you can't help but just have sort of an awe and a reverence for it. It's just really spectacular. Uh, it it must be, and actually, I noticed that in this in this particular film, even though it's so character based, when you have those moments where they sort of pull back, it's it's very cinematic, uh, in so many ways. Um, uh, Goya, going back to you for a minute, I was wondering, like, for for you being in this area, is there anything particular that you know in your preparation or working with uh, uh, whoever you were working with in preparation for your role? Um, anything you sort of took away from this sort of this sort of area. Goya had never ridden a, a horse. Or, or oh, really? really? How did that, that go? I'm a, I'm, a city, I'm a city boy, man. You know? <laughs> I've never, you know. There's something, think about the place. I think Brigham touched on it towards the end about the sense of awe and just never underestimate what a sense of awe can do to you in the presence of I know at the time when I had, had flown out, I was going through a few things. My energy wasn't necessarily what I would call, um, you know, I, I, I was a bit tormented at, just because, yeah, I just had a few things going on. And so being there, I would think the first week was a bit challenging for me trying to trying to just juggle a bit of my mental health as well as you know having the responsibility to create a character and be and be part of just this collaboration to tell the story but there were there were certain things that like you know on on the drive there being just in the presence of these the background these mountains for just miles and hills and this and and so you know, having moments where connecting to that. And um, and then there was a point, because I, I felt like I was, I felt like there was a point where I felt like I was just either complaining too much or something. I just caught, caught myself. And I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna, what can I do? What can I do to um, shake my mindset so that I'm really present and able to give the kind of performance that I need to. And so I was like, what do I need? What can I obsess about? And the one thing I got to obsess about was like working with the um with the lasso. It's really what like that was the one thing. That was my entry point. I'm like, I'm just gonna put all my energy in trying to get the like how to use it and get a particular, you know, learn a particular trick that I was trying to nail. And like a little less than two weeks in, nailed it. So, you know, just like working, it was so little things like that. Like at, at the, the, the one point of obsession allowed me to be present in other parts and other like, and, and, and then just is is a master class and, you know, how do, how do I, how to, how to be grateful for where I am. And that, you know, it's the, the I think that all translates, um, you know, in, in the, in the performances and really all, all the performances are in the collaboration it's just so that's what it allowed me yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and and i have to confess i'm a city boy and the one thing i was jealous of was the lasso <laughs> <laughs> i sat there and i was like there's no way hideki learned it in a montage i'm sorry <laughs> that would be much more difficult 
Um, I'll tell you the funny, funny thing about that. We actually, we had this, you know, we had the montage time to shoot and uh, Arata gets up there with, with Goya and they're doing the, the roping and, and darn if he doesn't nail it the first time he tries it and gets ropes, <laughs> ropes that bull. And uh, so then we're like, okay, uh, now we need to back up and get somewhere you're not doing that. <laughs> you, know, you learning. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You have to fail first. <laughs> yeah. The other cool part about that montage shooting is that we didn't have, it wasn't tightly scripted. It was just like these kinds of beats happen. Um, and so it was looking, you know, I know, Mark, you're talking about what's the entry point for this? What do we do? We, we had the guys right there on the set in the arena. And it was our one of our trainers, Duncan, who handles all the horses and is actually in the film, um, said, and he knew how hard Goy had been working on his on his lasso. And um, he said, let's do that trick where he he sort of where you, you know, just putting the lasso. There's probably got a name and I should know it. But um, and it's like, yeah, let's try that. And um, and, you know, Mark said, roll it. And Goy went out with the rope and he hit it. And it's in the movie. And you should have heard the um, this sort of celebration happening on the sidelines of a very proud coach you know, who had been helping go ahead and nail that. And so it was a, it was a fun full circle moment. Yeah. We, at that, at that point for the montage, we really kind of brought in and in many, many parts of the film, uh, the filming process, I wanted to bring in some kind of documentary techniques. Um, I've worked for long years in, in documentary uh, kind of filmmaking. And so like, just to kind of let, let some things happen and be in the right place to see them unfold in a very natural way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's so much fun. Um, I, I was wondering for you all, one of the things I love about this film, I should say, is, is the way that it handles the engagement because we have these characters and they're trying to, you know, Hideki is coming and he's not, he comes at first and he's going to try and impose his vision upon the ranch and 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 along the way we see him really trying to make a connection there's this wonderful line of you know you got to meet him halfway i think that's you goya that actually says that you got to meet him halfway uh learn how we do things here I, I was wondering for you all what do you think the power of halfway is how how do you think that really helps us make connections well, again, it's just for me personally, how I've experienced that, right? Like if I go into a situation or a culture, just assuming that I know everything, assuming that my way is, is the only way. And, and um, so it, you know, we, I think that, that, that um, pride can be, can get in the way of a lot of our interactions and, um, and just, just recognizing that you need to have some humility and and open your ears and your heart to other people um for for me that's that's uh, an important thing and and i felt like that was important for this character yeah i just add to that because i feel like another way to form that because that was goy's line in the truck as they're driving home and about the importance of being halfway and i think another way to say that same thing is is it's about the art of compromise and, and figuring out how to um, allow everyone their own space to, to sort of succeed uh, in a given conversation, negotiation, any situation. And so I think, like Mark said, that has to do with being humble enough to, to do that. And when you do that, obviously it allows something else to come in, right? You're not just projecting out, you're not just transmitting, you get to receive. 
And that's a huge gift once you are uh, willing to do that. Yeah, it's it's funny in this film, halfway almost becomes a third way, right? Doesn't it sort of, we've, yeah. we've got these two different directions and we can forge a new one together without saying how the film ends, but there's this, there's something new as opposed to one or the other. It's really beautiful. I also think there's something about, there's something about Hideki's character in particular in which the shifts really starts to happen when he starts engaging his curiosity, right? He starts off coming in already knowing. I mean, even when in that scene, when at the beginning, when he's, um, he's at the chocolate factory and the, the, the person asks him if he wants to taste the chocolate and he's like, no, I don't, you know, I don't need to. And it's like, he knows, he knows the things that he thinks he needs to know. And I think that, that to me, you know, when you think about that moment of like, you, you got to get to know them. It's like, you, you have to be open enough to not know. You have to be open enough to go into something in a situation and figure it out in the moment and that, that discomfort, you know, that discomfort um, and so how to live in that. And I think that's what's a beautiful thing about what opens up, especially with Becky after that, is that he starts, he starts to curiously get engaged and, and be uncomfortable and the workers notice and they, that's, that's what ends up pulling him towards it, you know, so, yeah. I love that. Open enough to not know. I love that. That's great. I mean, I'd steal that for the review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, the film is, it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's so much, it's so great. What do you hope people take away from Tokyo Cowboy? Yeah, you know, I, I I hope that people see some of themselves in this in the journey of Iki, right? That they're just kind of kind of kind of surprised and delighted by this this uh, you know gentle comedy a, a, about this character that's not connected and be, he, be, he becomes connected and and uh, so like that's what I hope audiences see see a little bit of them themselves. Yeah. I agree. I would say the same thing. I think you touched on the last question, everything that could be of real value. I mean, movies in one case, you know, in many cases we're, we go to be entertained and sometimes we'd be distracted. And, but you know, if something magical happens, then actually there's a takeaway. And I think if, if that whole notion of being open and, and meeting people where they're at and, and like Koya said to, to, you know, to be willing to understand that you don't know everything, um, that would be huge. And I think that that is a universal, need that we all have if we haven't arrived at that understanding that we should um and so if this sparks some of that thinking that would be amazing and and obviously we hope people are entertained we you know we've had a couple of, of screenings now at, at festivals and audiences are really reacting like there's a lot of like, big laughs and 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 uh, warm moments and and it is entertaining for sure and that's what we you know obviously hope that people will be entertained um, but those those themes, you know, like they they come. That's what moves us, right? That's that's ultimately after all the entertainment and then the feeling and everything. Yeah, I I mentioned early on Yoji Yamada. He's a director that that um, describes himself as a soba noodle maker, right? He's just content to make bowl after bowl of like nourishing cinematic soup, and um, you know, and and he kind of talks about how a lot of the films are are kind of these fluffy desserts. 
And I, like I, I aspire to that. If I can make films that are like Yoji Yamada, that 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 are entertaining and nourishing, um, that's that's definitely something I I strive for. Uh, I really appreciate that, honestly. All three of you, thank you so much for the time. Uh, this is like you said, um, absolutely, Mark. The film is hilarious. It's a film though that laughs with, not not at. It's sort of a laugh with, at, which I love um and uh it's it it's just a joy i really appreciate the time to chat with you both or with you all all three of you uh brigham goya mark thank you so much for your time and have a great day thank you steve thanks for having us